from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louie Butko. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Monday, June the 27th, 2022. Louie Butko on the Thai Cats Audio Network. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, happy Monday to you. Final Monday of June. Wow. First time I've said that out loud, actually. Final Monday of June, because of course July 1st is Canada Day, and that is Friday, and that is when the Ticats return home. They'll host the Edmonton Elks, unfortunately, looking for their first win of the season, still following the loss in Winnipeg on Friday night. We'll have lots to get into on that. We'll hear from Coach O in just a second. We'll hear from Dane Evans as they spoke after the game. It was an off day, off field day for the Ticats. Uh, So no chance to get to talk to them, but we will be back at practice tomorrow, bringing everything you need to know. And yeah, Ticats dropped to 0-3 for the first time since 2017. Uh, We'll discuss that when Luke Tasker joins the show. He was on that team back then. He's also been on some teams that haven't started great, but... Did turn it around to make it to the Grey Cup, so he's got some experience with where the Ticats find themselves right now, and we'll get into that with our friend Luke Tasker later on. If you haven't already, check it out on the Ticats Audio Network, wherever you found this show. Uh, Luke and Steve Tasker uh, recently joined forces to interview Canadian Football Hall of Famer and, of course, all-time great Bills head coach Marv Levy. A really cool interview, really cool to see uh, Luke and his dad, Steve, uh, both talented broadcasters, both talented football players, but uh, both have a special relationship with Marv, and uh, I encourage you to check that out wherever you found this show. Uh, let's run through some of the stats. We don't need to go too deep into the Ticats 26 12 loss Friday night. Uh, Dane Evans finishing the game 25 of 42, 237 yards, two interceptions. Again, the turnovers biting the Thai Cats. Uh, just two to one, the turnover difference. So, uh, turnovers going down, uh, but they're still losing that turnover battle, which, as you know, is always one of Andy Fantuz's three keys to the game. And uh, the Thai Cats have not been successful in that key. It was a good game for uh, Tim White. He had six catches for 78 yards. Steven Dunbar had six catches for uh, 53 yards as well. Uh, Sean Thomas Erlington, six carries, 29. Again, the Ticats just can't get the running game going. Only seven attempts on the ground. So uh, they they have to get something going. They have to get something going on the run game. I think there's no question about that as the Ticats finishing with just 32 yards rushing. Uh, 237 yards, again, not a great offensive display by the Ticats, but uh, they dropped to 0-3. Let me know how you feel about where the Ticats are. Let me know how you feel about Friday night. You can hit me up on Twitter at LouisB underscore TV, or you can email us at gameday at Ticats.ca. We'll get some of your comments throughout the week this week. Uh, for more on Friday night's game, let's hear from the head coach. Here is Orlando Steinauer as he spoke after the game. Uh, Well... You know, it's hard to reflect right now. It's just uh, emotions are, are, it's tough, right? It's just tough right now. You know, at the end of the day, you, you put it, you put all your work in to win, and we didn't win. As far as, you know, breaking it down on, on what went awry, you know, I'm going off the top of my head right now. But obviously, we need to score more points. There's, there's no doubt. I was, um, but I was definitely proud of our, of our football team's effort. Uh, I didn't see any quit. I thought uh, we just didn't seize our opportunities when the momentum uh, hit us. Well, they're definitely tough catches. You know, you credit them. There, there was big contact there. Mm-hmm. 
there's big contact, but you know, I got to, you know, you got everything happens. Bang, bang out there. It's, it's yeah. fast. It's, it's, uh, you know, at the end of the day, they, they end up being turnovers and you know, those, those, uh, those are backbreakers the majority of the time, but we knew we were going to have our hands full and, you know, Zach's going to get out of the pocket if he can and create things with his leg. I thought we, we harassed him a little bit. We made our, some plays in the back end. It's, it's about doing it collectively. You know, we always talk about complimentary and situation football. So, um, yeah, there's, it's, it's hard to single out uh, certain aspects of the football team, but again, there's a lot of good in there uh, while we're not into moral victories. We're into W's uh, on the board. Um, there's, there's a lot of the game plan that was executed out there tonight. Not, uh, I'm not really, there's nothing to really reflect on in that way. You know, it's, there's things that we definitely need to do to win football games consistently. And so, you know, that's more, to be honest, in all fairness, Justin, that's just media talk, you know, whoever everybody picks uh, to play again is great. Uh, we're focused on internally what we need to get better. I saw that we got better in some areas, uh, but uh, like I said, we've got to win football games. There are definitely in some areas that, that we emphasize. Um, and, and that's just what we have to see, you know, but, you know, we've got to put it together collectively and win football games. But I definitely saw uh, us get better in some areas. You know, the specifics we do kind of keep behind closed doors. It's obvious that we need to score more points. Uh, we got to play better complementary and situation football. And when we have uh, opportunities to seize momentum, uh, we need to do that. And so that, that's about as much as I would go into publicly. I expect us to come out and get a win next week. That's the expectation. And uh, we've got a lot of deep dive diving to do into this game. So if you can't just brush this one away. You can mentally, but we gotta we gotta get some things corrected. Yeah, and, and uh, absolutely, but it's, sometimes it's a combination. I mean, you know, we didn't play flawless defensively. You know, we had them backed up. We took a penalty. Um, they're eating they're eating clock there but yeah it's usually a result of it's a combination of things that is the head coach and president of football operations Orlando Stein are speaking after Friday night's game uh, let's hear from the quarterback Dane Evans again 25 and 42 237 yards and two interceptions not a great game for him and uh, here's what he had to say afterwards uh, we just didn't execute um, we had definitely had chances to uh Appreciate it. Uh, definitely had chances, you know, to be in that game, to even win the game. Um, just didn't execute. Um, we did some good things. It wasn't all bad, you know, but we just didn't do enough to win, not enough to win against two-time champs, you know. So um, we just – we got to figure it out, man. We just got to figure out how to start executing. Bad luck. Bad luck right now, man. I'm I'm going to keep those – every single one of those, the guy has been open. And, yeah. Uh, just unfortunate, man. Just a string of bad luck much like a hitter being in a slump or just it's kind of hitting us right now and shoot i mean there's only so many times that can happen you know and eventually it'll start going our way that's all i can say about that i'm i told steve on the sideline i'm not going to stop throwing to him i think he's got some of the best hands in the league um and i'm not i'm not going to let that stop me from throwing to him he's been open on every one of those and he's going to get the ball same with trl same with Braylon, same with all those guys when, when they're open they're going to get the ball and if that happens it happens man it's just part of the game yeah. It's not going to stop me from throwing the ball, I'll tell you that much. Growth, a lot of growth. You know, last year, both Tim and Steve were rookies to the CFL. Not not rookies to pro football by any means, but rookies to the CFL. And it's just a different league, right? So 
Um, I think both of them have un- really started to understand more about the game, how to how to get open in and out of breaks um, that are just a little bit more unique to the Canadian game. Um, I think they've both shown um, growth also in the leader aspect role. Um, I think them along with BA and Poppy, um, really we don't have any, you know, uh, young, quote unquote, young receivers. So I think all of them have elevated that and uh, just growth through their game and, and in the huddle, you know. So um, I couldn't be more proud of them. Um, I promise you, I'm going to keep on throwing them the ball. They're explosive. They make a lot of plays for us. And uh, that this is not going to affect me throwing them the ball at all. I promise you that. Yeah, I expect us to go to work, man. We, I mean, this is Hamilton, right? We don't know any other way. You just got to pick it up and start going to work. Um, I can promise you this: when we when we look back at this, it's it's only going to be nothing but a memory. We're, we're learning a lot of lessons right now. Unfortunately, we're learning them through losses. Um, but I, I, this is going to turn around. I I have no doubt in my mind. I'm not just sitting up here saying that just because I. We got the right guys in the room. We got the right coaches that are that are here with us. We just we're figuring things out right now, and it just happens that we're taking L's doing it. Um, but we will turn this around. I have no doubt in my, in my body. Yeah, we just got to execute. Like I said earlier, that's it. Um, plays are being called right. That's not an issue. When we do execute, we go up and down the field. Y'all have seen it. Um, in the last two games, when we execute, there. I mean, we're our own worst enemy. Um, we just got to figure out how to keep that rolling and keep it going all game. I mean, I don't know what kind of question that is. We haven't even played a team from the East yet, so um, no. I mean, we're like I said earlier, um, we're learning lessons right now. And once we figure them out, you know it's a long season as well as anybody else. Um, we're going to be straight. I don't have any doubt in my mind. And that is the Ticats quarterback, Dane Evans. And uh, I, I really like listening to Dane win or lose after the game. But uh, he is somebody who who puts the game on his shoulders. He takes it so seriously as you would hope and as you would expect from your quarterback. He is a leader. And uh, any idea that, that you should be calling for, for Dane to, to not be the quarterback of this team, I, I tell you, this is his first full season, and he's talking like he's been in the league for 10 years. Uh, this guy, I believe, I believe in, uh, in what he can do to turn this around. It's still a long season, and I think that's what we sometimes forget, is that, you know, you may have your criticisms, and that's, that's 100% fair. You are a fan. You, uh, you know, that's what makes this what we do so great, is that you are passionate uh, but it is a long season. There are still 15 games to go. The Ticats have yet to play a team in their own division. You heard Dane talk about there that at the end. Uh, so there's a very long way to go in the 2022 CFL season. So everybody can breathe. We got a big game against the Elks. You know, going into the bye week, you want to get that win. It's going to be a great crowd. Canada Day fireworks after the game. I'm, I heard there's a, a rumor going around that there's going to be fireworks. So, you know, you're going to want to stick around uh, and be there on Friday. And the Ticats, of course, wanting to go into the bye week uh, on a winning note. Uh, for more on Friday night's game, let's get to the man who had the call alongside RJ Broadhead. It is Luke Tasker. And uh, Luke, appreciate you doing this. Um, we're just talking there. It is a long season uh, can you can you be repeating that mantra too many times? Is that basically what you have to tell yourself right now? Yeah, no, you do have to repeat it because you know um, you come from CIS or NCAA. If you lose your first three games, I mean, you're kind of you're you're almost you're almost out of it from the start. So especially young players, 
they do got to realize and be taught and coached that this is a different kind of thing in the CFL. And uh, I went to a Grey Cup one and five, I think two and two and four. Uh, you know, that's that's not uncommon. Um, so, yeah, you gotta you gotta keep uh, coaching. And, and preaching that message, but also things do have to change eventually. Um, you know, I think it was the BC Lions did win a great cup, uh, Oh, and six, uh, with an Oh, and six start. But, uh, uh, I want to say that was the, that was the worst deficit overcome to, and then to, to go on to be a champion. We of course almost made the playoffs at Oh, and eight, but did not, uh, in my mind, Louis, uh, the stars are sort of aligned for, for, a, for a, the first victory, uh, at home against Edmonton. Um, obviously Edmonton's struggling as well. You're back at home. Uh, and even though that game in Winnipeg was not, um, very pretty, uh, and not very clean, I think you can find some upward trends. Um, uh, yes, we've lost the turnover ratio each game, but we've turned the ball over less with, with each progressive game. Um, still some flashes of offensive greatness. They did get some more sacks uh, than they, than they were able to in the first two games. So I think there, there's some movement in the right direction. And this is, uh, this is the week to kind of get it on track. Uh, the one thing I had heard you and RJ talk about it was in the third and the fourth, when they couldn't keep the offense on the field. And, and you had said, when you go back to the locker room and when you watch the tape, it's it's hard because it's it's one little play here, it's one little play there. It's hard to watch the tape and think, well, if we could have stayed on the field a little bit longer. What does a film session look like this week? Coming off three straight losses, coming off a game where you know the offense didn't click as much as you wanted to. Take us through what this week would look like um, if it would look any different. Yeah, hopefully it gives some clarity, right? And and I part of in the during the broadcast. It just, I pointed out that it had this feeling of just sort of a slow bleed. Like, you know, it's not like all of a sudden uh, Caleros was, you know, turned everything around and was now, you know, now they were putting together these unbelievable drives. It was kind of just slipping away from the Ticats in that fourth quarter. And uh, it, it, when you put on the film, then you can kind of, then you sort of can look back and say, well, it's actually, you know, a handful of plays. Ken Austin used to always say that the game comes down, every football game comes down to five plays, you know, had they gone a different way, uh, the outcome would have changed. And for instance, I think back to, uh, you know, middle of the game, things was, things were very back and forth. There was a screen set up to Malik Irons that, I mean, it would have been, it would have been an incredibly explosive play. It, I mean, I said in the broadcast, he would have gone 30 yards before he had to even change directions or slow down. And, and it was really set up perfectly, but Willie Jefferson got, got his hand in there uh, uh, just right, you know, and that's a credit to, to that Winnipeg defense. And, and, and uh, Willie Jefferson is a, is a, a great player in this league. And that's some of the tools that he has is that, is that length. So it's not like it was should have happened or that it, that it, you know, if you do it, if you do it 10 times, he might be able to bat down a handful of those, but that little difference. And if that ball was a little higher and if it was set up a little earlier, there's one play that might've broken up, Brett broken the game open and might have created a drive that, that ended in points, uh, for the Ticats. And, uh, I think you find these little things that go that here, uh, here and there that, that, uh, that you can hang your hat on saying, let's change this. And then next and the next game will be different for me. Louie, the the thing that's jumping out at me, and I'm excited for the Coach O show this week on the Ticats Audio Network because I want to I want to see what he what what his take on this is. 
I think we've had very quirky turnovers. I think it's been mm. strange, and and you yeah. can't. It, it when as it leaves as those words leave my mouth, it sounds like excuses being made by a losing football team. But it's not like you just have a quarterback who's throwing the ball. He's got and he's got the turnover bug. He's got an interception bug. And he's just throwing the ball in places that it shouldn't be thrown. You've got weird things happening where balls are bouncing off shoulder pads and 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 the the I think back to the strip. Uh, the, the the strip kind of sack fumble in the backfield on the short yardage situation in Calgary, it's strange and and I and I think that uh, some of those things are just going to naturally uh, start changing and going the other direction. Yeah, I mean, there's the uh, the the, the interception off Early's hands uh, last week that that ended the game in overtime. There was the one off Stephen Dunbar's hands, and and Dane was asked about that. We heard that a little bit earlier. Uh, let's talk about Dane because this is his first season as the guy, and he is taking a lot of this on his shoulders. We heard him last week say, "I got to be better. I got to do this." And and this week it's more we we've got to execute. What have you seen from Dane on and off the field through the first month of this season that uh, that gives you some encouragement that that I mean, yes, the Tigers made the right choice. Nobody's questioning that. Um but what have you seen from Dane that has really helped you uh establish that 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 he's the number one guy? Yeah, no, I don't think that's I don't think we're at a place right now where that is even um a, a, a question whether or not he should he should be on the field. I didn't I didn't ask that. Let's let's just be clear, right? I didn't. Uh, that course. was not the question. Yeah. yeah okay. I know, okay. I know okay. You're a the people from the outside. I just want to be sure here. Yes, okay. Yeah. No, All right. No. Continue your answer. I would never, ever, 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 ever say that. Well, yes, not okay. never. I mean, we do have to no, start. No. 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 You're right. That's yeah. Okay. But ahead. but no, I have no reason. I have no reason to think that that that. Like the the glaring issue here is quarterback play. There's a lot of things to clean up, and actually, I actually thought Dane was particularly careful with the football, through, especially through the first part of that of the Winnipeg game, in the sense that he was quick to throw it away when something breaks down, and that's that's the sign of uh, of somebody who understands how costly a turnover is, and sometimes you just have to let a drive die, but instead of trying to force something. And I thought he was he was clearly. Uh, uh, had that mindset of protecting the football. You can't just, you can't force things to happen out there as a quarterback. He's just, this is never going to go well forcing things. And I don't think he's, I don't think he's doing that. I think he's being smart and you can't ignore the fact that he's got an offensive line that's going through some real adversity uh, in the, in the injury department and guys changing roles and being uh, pushed around and, and uh, that that's creating a couple things. He's got not a lot of time back there in a lot of instances, uh, and the run game has not been able to be established very well throughout the season yet. And so that puts a lot on his ability to make passes, and oftentimes make passes under pressure. And uh, you know that's just football one on one. That'll that'll lead to turnovers unless a quarterback is very thoughtful. I'm actually impressed with a lot of the things Dane's doing, and I can't put. There are a few of these. In fact, the when I as I think back, the interception in Calgary in the red zone that was a ball he wanted to have back. A lot of these other turnovers, I'm not I'm not looking at Dane saying, "Boy, how could he have thrown that pass?" Or or you know, you got to do something different. The, the, the game is nuanced. There there were some there's some strange circumstances that led to some turnovers. And yes, we got to You got to even focus on getting those right uh, to the extent that you can control them, but. Uh, I think Dane is is poised to 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 kind of get things back under control. He's got a great attitude and a mindset, as far as we can tell from from the outside, and uh, and 
to speak frankly, I mean, I was in the locker room with him for, for, for uh, multiple seasons and the guy is just, he's, he's positive and he understands, uh, uh, how to be a positive, a net positive on a team and not to let himself or his play be a distraction, um, both negatively or positively. I think things are poised to go, to go rightly and, and you can't, you gotta be you got to be careful not to put all of the onus on quarterback play when it's clearly not. I mean, I mean, Dana's Dana's uh, in a good position here. And like you said, Louie, I had years where things were not going right. And, and people were, were uh, pointing fingers at Zach. People pointed fingers at Hank Burris when things were, weren't going right in 2013. And all of these years ended up in, in gray cup appearances. And so Dane's level headedness will, will, will carry the day for him. And I think in, uh, you know, two months from now, there's no no evidence to suggest that this might be entirely a different uh, looking record. I mean, four straight games against the West to start. Uh, I mean, is that Dane brought it up? Uh, somebody asked him after the game. He said, "You know, are you surprised you're zero three? And Dane was like, "No, like we've we've played three games in the West. Two of them." On the road to, you know, very hard places to play. Calgary has always had the tie Cats numbers. I feel like I'm making excuses at this point. But can you put that into perspective? Just, I mean, that's a tough way to start the season, mentally and physically. Yeah. Um, my only caveat to that is that Winnipeg is not playing spectacular football. And so I think that was I think that was a winnable game for the tie Cats, and, and, some, and some things go differently. Uh, or they you play that again and they and they could get that win. You know, I mean, there was uh, you know, Sask was a difficult uh, start for sure. Calgary at home, it, same thing. I mean, Bo Levi Mitchell came back on Edmonton again uh, in this last week. They're not they're not playing lights out championship caliber football either. Not that the Tie Cats are, but I'm saying winnable games. I do think though, Louis got four games to start out the West, and this fourth one against Edmonton at home. It, it, it's a it's one that just feels like it's time like it's time to win and to to get that win right before lining up an enormous stretch of of east division opponents uh pretty pretty valuable and going into the bye i mean can you talk about yeah. having a win going into a bye versus i mean 1 and 3 sounds a lot better than 0 oh and 4 having to sit on it for a full week away from the field uh absolutely and I remember times where bye weeks sort of turned uh, a losing record or sort of like, you know, helped to sort of propel the swing the other way. But boy, let me tell you, it would that one in three and coming off a win and kind of feeling like you turned a page on what was a rough start to the season, hugely valuable. And, and the bye week, yes, it's physically it's necessary and it's helpful physically for what you're going on for what you're going through over the season. And even the guys that we haven't talked about in any injury report, they've all got something that's nagging them. And that bye week is great physically, but mentally and sort of for your perspective in in this long season, it's super, it's valuable as well. And so if you get that win and that sort of positive energy, and then you can sort of use that week of recovery and, and kind of hit the ground running uh, after that first bye week, um, it, it could make it could make substantial you know it could be a substantial benefit uh, moving forward. 
Uh, before we let you go, on the Ticats Audio Network last week, a uh, very, brand new uh, special uh, around the Hall of Fame uh, dropped you and uh, you and Steve Tasker. Any relation? Uh, it's just a coincidence. <laughs> uh, you and you and your dad, you and Steve, uh, got to sit down with Marv Levy. Uh, first of all, uh, sitting down with Marv, getting a broadcast with your dad. I encourage everybody to go check it out, but uh, just tell us uh, what that experience was like. It was awesome, man. And Marv, he was in his uh, his house, his home in Chicago. And for him to just, you know, facilitate that interview and, and be willing and able to do that, he's he's an unbelievable guy, man. And and I, I really wish we would have been in person with him. My dad and I recorded that from, from the, the One Bills Live studio in Buffalo and brought Marv in virtually. But it, I, I wish he was in person because I, I feel like he, he's a guy who could entertain and, and continue to go on for hours about, about, about everything. And, uh you know, I mean, just cool stories about his Grey Cups uh, and, and his, just his time in Montreal. He is really, like, he strikes you as being sincerely, like, grateful for both his Canadian Football Hall of Fame induction, but also just his time in Canada and kind of what the CFL did for him as a coach and a person. And it, it, he's just he's just an amazing uh, football life. And it, was, and it was cool for my dad and I to be able to do that and kind of a nice, uh, very, very cool special edition for, uh, for the Ticats Audio Network. Yeah, go check it out. Speaking of the Ticats Audio Network, uh, you're starting here on Monday. You'll be on, uh, the, you know, this week with the Coach O Show, like you mentioned, and uh, Ticats this week uh, coming up uh, on Thursday, getting set for uh, Friday's game. So, Luke, uh, busy week for you. So, thank you again for starting with me. I appreciate it. Good stuff, Louie. See you this week. My thanks to Luke Tasker for joining me today, and my thanks to you as well as we could not do the show without your support. We are back tomorrow from practice. I'm Louis Butko, hoping you have a great day. Tycast today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at tiecats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at tiecats.ca. Subscribe to the Tiecats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.